From the Heritage Foundation, I'm Tim Desher, and this is Heritage Explains. Somalia has been racked by instability and violence since the overthrow of the military dictator Mohamed Siad Bari more than two decades ago. But one region has managed to avoid much of the chaos. Somaliland has been independent since it broke away from Somalia in 1991. Since then, the region has formed its own democratic government and started its own currency. Somaliland's biggest industry is selling livestock mainly to Arab countries, but the region's economy is also dependent on money sent home from migrants who are working overseas. Despite being independent from Somalia, the international community still does not recognize Somaliland as a sovereign state. Somaliland. Have you heard of it? I know you've heard of Somalia. In fact, after the famous movie Black Hawk Down, we were all aware of the serious instability within the region. But after Somaliland chose to declare independence from Somalia, they drew a line in the sand, and relative peace and stability ensued. Again, in a very challenging region. But as noted above, the 4.5 million Somalilanders have no official recognition on the world stage, even though they've basically been an independent nation for 30 years with peaceful transitions of power and an emphasis on free speech, press, and markets. But without formal recognition, it makes it difficult to acquire foreign loans, aid, and investment. Now, we're all aware that many nations in Africa, including the ones surrounding Somaliland, have become increasingly dependent on Chinese investment. But Somaliland stands out from the nations surrounding them. Here's the Somaliland foreign minister on China. China cannot dictate who Somaliland can have relations with, the foreign minister of the breakaway region said on Friday. Somaliland is a sovereign country again. We were born free, and uh, we will stay free, and then we will run our business the way we, uh, the way we, we, we want it. China cannot dictate, no other country can dictate who we are going to be. Now, with the growing threat of China and their Belt and Road Initiative throughout Africa, which we've covered on Explains at great length, we see that now, more than ever, it is crucial for the U.S. to recognize Somaliland as a nation and work alongside them to push back against China. Now, we had the distinct honor and privilege to sit down with the president of Somaliland, Musa Bihi Abdi. He gave us a vision for a potential future of the U.S. and Somaliland working together toward a more prosperous future. We share the same values, but you do not know that. We know the history of, of United States of America. Mm. We know their political parties. We know their democracy, but the American people doesn't know about Somalia. Mm. So we are going to explain what Somalia, a country in the Horn of Africa, have uh, 840 kilometers of the Red Sea coast, no pirates, no terrorists in our country, free elections, free media, 
free market, booming and vibrant free market. But casting a vision is only the start. President Behe also talked about the many threats their pursuit of democracy is facing from forces within the region and how Somalilanders are united in pursuing peace and fighting back against extremists and terrorists. Everyone is a watchdog against a terrorist. Hmm. Everyone is fighting to, ha- to protect the peace first. Yeah. Then their freedom, freedom of a person, freedom of talk, yeah. freedom of demonstration, freedom of freedom to write his idea, to challenge the leaders, the president, the parliament. So that's how we survive. So our people protect the peace and they are against extremists, whatever they are, yeah. whoever they are. Now we have a neighbors with Mogadishu. Yeah. And there are ICS, Shabab, yeah. tribal war, clan war, political, very com- confusing political issues. It's a personality of, of a, no party, not a doctrine, not a political program. It's mm. a matter of personalities. And all regional governments and even the superpowers are meddling with their hands, their political leadership. Who is who? So much remains unknown for Somaliland. So I asked President Behe his hope and vision for the future of Somaliland as they deal with regional instability and the pursuit of democracy and a peaceful transition of power. I'm going to plant the three of democracy and free market and free media in Somalia. Wow. So that tree will be grown up for the next hundred years. Hmm. So I am going to make the Somaliland people to fulfill their choice and to explain the democracy world in the globe, whoever they are hmm. and wherever they are, that we are afraid of them. With the, with the same philosophy mm. and to make a good connection and cooperation with all the democratic nations with Somaliland in the future. Yeah. Most of them, they doesn't know Somaliland. They have no difference between Somalia and Somaliland. Whenever an American citizen, most of them hear the word Somali, oh, terrorist, Shabab, mm. Black Hawk, and so on. But to explain, there are two Somali, Somaliland and Somalia is different. Hmm. And I think when they understand the progress, the political vision of the people, which I am conveying them, because they elected me 55% of their vote hmm. to explain the world, the democracy world, the government, to their vision, their aspiration, and their political so that's the mission. Hmm. And I hope after 10 years, 40 years, that connection will grow. But what does a path forward to recognition look like for Somaliland? Is the U.S. likely going to recognize them? What is the Biden administration's posture on this? How big of a threat is China to Somaliland's pursuit of democracy. Our friend Josh Maservi sat down with us to take us just a little bit deeper. 
He's a senior policy analyst for Africa and the Middle East here at the Heritage Foundation, and he's going to explain after based. Hey, everybody. I'm Hannah Cox. And I'm Brad Palumbo. We're the host of the Base Politics Network, and we want you to join us for our weekly news roundup, The Base Brief. We have no tribe, we pull no punches, and the only team we root for is the free market and individual liberty. On The Base Brief, we work to analyze the impact of public policies, spill the industry tea, and hash out our hot takes. Search Based Politics on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe now. That's B-A-S-E-D Politics. Josh Maservi, it is great to have you back on Heritage Explains. I am thrilled to be back. Well, let's let's do this. So we we have you know had some great conversations um, uh, with President Behe. He he was here um, and and kind of gave us a vision for what a recognized Somaliland state would be and its impact that it would have in the region and internationally. And it was very inspiring to hear uh, someone who cares so deeply for human rights, for freedom, for economic freedom, all the great stuff that that we espouse here at the Heritage Foundation. I want to get from your perspective, what is the thing holding back a wide recognition of Somaliland? Uh, yeah, I think there's a number of things. In the United States, I think it's sheer inertia in some ways mm. um, at places like the State Department, right, <laughs> where uh, they are a very status quo organization, which is fine. Sometimes that's a strength, right? Sometimes that keeps uh, hasty, ill-thought-out ideas from being implemented. But other times, uh, it means that they stay married to a particular policy long after uh, they should have cut it loose. Mm. And I think Somaliland is a perfect example of that, actually. Um, well, let me let me stop you there sure. because, you know, I, I think it's important to understand the region. Yep. Um, you know, it is bordered by some very, very, very difficult actors. You know, Djibouti in the north is, is in bed with China like crazy. Uh, they're not very stable. You know, you've got Kenya, Ethiopia, and then, of course, in the south um, uh, of, of Somalia, you have, you know— Terrorists essentially running mm. the show there. Um, I'm I'm curious as to how this. I don't understand how this little area in the Horn of Africa has stood out so much, and and how they have been so determined to uh, carry forward uh, in an idea of freedom as they have. Mm. Well, yeah, that's part of just the the sheer uniqueness of their experience is part of what interests me about them as well because mm. it's so obvious when you start researching them and learning about their history it is extraordinary particularly when you juxtapose their experience against with that of southern somalia which mm. still has horrible terrorist problems is nothing remotely approaching a democracy mm. is uh, run by kleptocrats and um uh sort of glorified warlords in some cases uh, then you have all of this turmoil in other states, some of which you mentioned uh, yeah. in the region. And then you have Somaliland, right, which is is not perfect, right? Like we should be honest, it has you know it, it has its flaws, of course, but relatively speaking, it does extraordinarily well, and it's done mm. it without much international support at all, with virtually nothing, and certainly nothing like the international support that Somalia, southern Somalia, has received. So hmm. it's it's fascinating, right? Because yeah. it's like, well, well, what accounts for this when so many countries have such intense problems all over Africa and elsewhere? But you know, we're talking about Africa. Um, 
how did this place with so little support build something that functions? Yeah. Uh, probably you could write books on this, right? Yeah. Um, I, I do think, you know, President Behe mentioned the will of the people. I, I think that's a pretty good answer, actually. Somalilanders yeah. just decided that they wanted something better than what they'd had. Uh, they were coming out of a horrible war. They'd suffered terribly at the hands of of the dictator who hmm. who was based in Mogadishu. Um, so they committed themselves, right, to to building something that was stable and democratic. They had this fascinating indigenous uh, reconciliation process, hmm. which is almost unprecedented in Africa, where they just came together of their own accord and said. Hmm. Some terrible things happened between clans, among clans. We're going to work it out because we need to live together in some semblance of peace. Now, again, they still have problems, right? There's still some tensions and et cetera, et cetera. Right. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is they've still managed to do something remarkable, when you, especially when you look around the region and see all these other places that struggle so hard with these issues with it, hardly any support. You say in your awesome report, uh, and I'm I'm going to quote you to you, so you know don't get too excited here. <laughs> okay. But 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 I think I'm this sure is it'll a be good, brilliant. <laughs> it's very brilliant. But you say quote in this difficult environment, the U.S. should be seeking out areas of calm, hmm. no matter how small, where it can make meaningful progress for its interests without the fear it will all be swept away overnight by instability. Hmm. There is no other place in the region or even in Africa as a whole where the U.S. can as easily score such significant victories as are possible in an independent Somaliland. Mm -hmm. Now, you also say that it'd be an act of justice to recognize Somaliland. Why? Yeah, uh, it would be an act of justice because for three decades, even longer really, but particularly the last three decades, the Somaliland people have very consistently said they want to be independent and they've done everything in their power to assert that independence. Um, and, uh, you know, we, I, I think there is a justice and a moral issue there. Um, mm. There's there's also, there's a lot of practical reasons, right, why I believe the United States should be recognizing Somaliland. One of them is just our policy should reflect reality. And the reality is that Somaliland is not a part of the rest of Somalia. Mm. It is not functionally part of that that country, mm. right? Um, uh, any Somalilander who participates in the federal government is banned from the territory. Uh, they have to, you know, go ask for, um, you know, forgiveness basically from the president to be allowed to re-enter. Uh, Mogadishu has no authority in, in Somaliland. Hmm. So we should just acknowledge that reality. Uh, you know, recognizing their independence would just be saying we acknowledge this reality on the ground, like there's an on the ground truth here, and yeah. we're just going to acknowledge it. Mm. Um, so, uh, but currently, you know, our policy is based on this fiction that Somaliland is functionally part of, of the rest of Somalia. Right. And what is even worse, and this goes back to the justice question, we elevate this government in Mogadishu, which is corrupt and feckless yeah. and a terrible American partner, just mm. to be frank, yeah. right? I'll be totally frank about it. Uh, and we elevate that government at the expense of this government in Hargeisa, in Somaliland, that wants to be friends with the United States, mm. that is strategically located, that is doing its best to do the right thing democratically, um, you know, and, and everything else. Again, 
I'm going to keep saying it. not perfect. Not perfect. Not no, perfect, no, no. Right? That's a but, great caveat. But, um, but but you keep you keep talking about you know. And again, uh, the dynamics here, um, as as we you know, we are finding out now how much China is intertwined in this whole region, mm-hmm. dumping lots of money, you know, asking for very little in return, except for you know uh, when they come knocking, which of course you know, like you call it, the boa constrictor mm-hmm. uh, around Africa's neck. I mean, around a lot of the developing world's neck. My my question to you is, is okay. So we recognize Somaliland. What what stops what stops them from engaging with China and receiving that money, that investment? I mean, they're right on the the coast. There's like you yeah. said, 500 miles of port, <laughs> yeah. potential you know coastline. Yeah. Um. What what would stop them from that? Yeah, that is a risk, right? I addressed yeah. it in my report, um, and we should be clear-eyed about that. Uh, the famous old saying, right, there are no permanent friends, only permanent interests among countries. I think mm-hmm. that's true here. So I'm not suggesting that we naively go about this. I think we need to be very clear-eyed about some of the possibilities here. Um, and yes, it would be very hard for Somaliland. Let's say the United States recognized Somaliland independence, mm-hmm. and then the Chinese came to them and said, oh, by the way, we have a UN veto. You're never going to be recognized at the UN unless Um. you cut ties with Taiwan and then we'll play ball and you get recognized at the UN. That's a very real possibility, right? My argument is that um, for if the United States is the first to recognize, we should have a full package ready to go, right? Like this is how we engage. We need a strategy around it, right? We don't just like blunder around, we recognize, and then we lose focus or whatever. Hmm. No, we need to like, here are, you know, the investments we want to make. Here's the security uh, cooperation we want to do. That all needs to be ready to go. So we build that relationship. We have first mover advantage in in many ways. And so we make Somaliland a really strong partner so that when China inevitably does come knocking, and it's already come knocking, sure, right, um, because Somaliland is so strategically located, like you were just talking about, then the Somalilanders see it as very much in their interest to remain really strong friends with the United States. I really think the United States will recognize Somaliland at some point. Yeah. I think I think that's going to happen. Now oh. there could be some geopolitical event that totally uh, changes the calculus. That's possible, right? right? But as things stand now, if they continue in this vein. I think the United States will recognize Somaliland. Josh, you're, you're making a lot of sense here, which does not fit in the U.S. government a lot of the time. So, <laughs> well, that, so it's it nice. also doesn't fit with me it's, sometimes. It's really nice uh, that you're sometimes. making so much sense here, but uh, who's going to listen, you know? Yeah. The U.S. should recognize Somaliland. This is the report Josh Maservi has done, uh, and and I'm going to link to it in the show notes. I'm also going to link to a shorter article that you wrote because it, it is a it is in-depth. You have gone in-depth, and you have made a great case here, Josh. And and I wanted to thank you again for uh, for doing this. I know our audience really appreciates it and loves it. Awesome. Well, thank you. I I appreciate your interest and giving me the platform. That's it. That's all. Thank you so much for being a loyal listener to Heritage Explains. We also want to give a special thank you to President Behe for coming in and doing this episode. What an honor. Now, we've linked to Josh's reports and a few other resources in the show notes, so log on and check them out. Michelle's up next episode. We'll see you then. Heritage Explains is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation 
It is produced by Michelle Cordero and Tim Descher, with editing by John Pop.